Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Aisha McNeil, author of Moving Forward, Moving Forward to Love or Lust, uh, A Trip to the Bank with Daddy, and the latest book is My Credit Was Fucked Up, but yes, that powerful word, but you guys, you know that can change the direction of so much. But anyway, listen, you are listening to your girl Aisha McNeil, where uh, we take life by the throat and we make it speak into existence what we desire. We live on our own terms. That's what we're doing, okay? In our destiny. So I want to tell you where it all started for me with credit. I want to ask you, you guys know um, I sent the intro out. This this podcast, we talk about mental illness. Um, I'm an advocate for, you know, speaking up for people who can't speak up for themselves. I am an author. I love writing. It's a passion of mine to be able to create characters to speak, say, and do things that, you know, can motivate the readers. I love the fact that my banking um, background and learning about insurance in the background as well, and having a criminal justice degree as well helps me to try my best to be as legal as possible and to to write about finances and credit and you know budgeting and things like that i love that i have the ability to enroll my clients into uh, credit education services i love that i'm able to coach them one-on-one with their credit and if the last resort is enrolling you into that credit repair program and education then fine so be it but I like you to sit there one-on-one, taking life by the throat, you know, and speaking into existence, your desires for your credit, for your health, for your future, for your destiny. So this podcast is about equipping you with the things that you need daily in life. So if there's another topic you want to discuss, feel free to reach me. You know, I'm taking emails at speakyourdesires at aishamcneil.com. Any questions or concerns you have, I am taking those questions. The next episode, you will hear your questions and answers on that next episode. I want to know what the listeners want to know about. I want to know what you want to hear about. I communicate that to me. In order to have a dialogue and communication, there's a there's a listener and there's a receiver. You know, there, there's a speaker and there's a receiver. So I need if I'm speaking and you're you're listening, I also need you to become the speaker so I can listen. I'm here for you. That's why I do what I do. Okay? So being an author, a writer, a motivational speaker, and a mental health advocate, it means nothing if I can't help you, if I can't help my community, if I can't help my family. It means nothing. I'm here for you. So please get involved. Talk to me. Let's make this podcast go viral. I want to know what you want to learn about. I'm here. I will bring on the experts for you. I will bring on the, you know, insurance experts. I will bring on the financial experts. I will bring on the wholesaling experts. I I have all of that for you. I need to know if that's what you want so I can help you move into your destiny, crawl, fly, walk, soar into your destiny. However you're going to do, you're going to get there. When you listen to me, when you want to hear what I got to say, I want to listen to you. I want to hear what you got to say so we can make it together. COVID-19 will not bring us down. COVID-19 will not stand in our way. COVID-19 is death to our plans so we're not planning on COVID-19 doing that we're planning on life for our future life for our destiny life for us to move forward 
So let's do this together. I can't talk to y'all and be in a room all by myself like I'm doing now. I need to know who you want to hear, what you want to hear, how you want to hear it. Let's do this thing. I'm going to move you from where you are now into your destiny. I'm going to help you. And if I can't help you, I'm going to get somebody else to help you. I'm going to catapult you there. Forget that being, a, you know, the tortoise in the hair story. Come on, let's fly, man. Let's fly together. That's why I'm here on this podcast. I want to help you. I want to motivate you. I want to be there for you. All right? So listen, send your questions, your answers, your requests, whatever. Send it to speakyourdesires at AishaMcNeil.com. So listen, the question of today is, when was the first time you heard a credit? Who told you about it? And how did it affect your life from then till today? So when the first time you heard about credit, how did it affect you now? Here we are in October of 2020. So I want to know how did it affect you? For me, this is a story I'm about to tell you from when credit started for me, okay? I attended college by the Ocean and Sheepshed Bay, Brooklyn, New York. I participated in a work-study program that allowed me to make money while attending school. I did work-study in an approved business and I chose the college counseling office in the evenings where I attended college. It was convenient and it set the path for me to become a permanent employer employee later. So not only did I know today when looking back, that was the beginning of my destiny. The room was C-102. C for counseling, it was the counseling office. And here it is, I'm trying to counsel and help people in the credit industry, the, the credit um, and building your credit because life is about credit, right? Everything is about credit. And many people say, nah, I don't deal with credit. That's fine, that's you. But there are many people that need credit because when COVID-19 hit us and people didn't have credit, now they're homeless. Now they're going to court, trying not to lose their homes because they don't have credit. They listen to people like you who told them they don't need credit. When everything is about credit, when they run your, if you want a phone, they're going to run your credit. If you want a house, they're going to run your credit. If you want a car, they're going to run your credit. If you're going to sign up for an electricity and, and, and a uh, gas bill, they're going to run your credit. Because if they don't run your credit, then you're going to have to pay a higher deposit, money you don't even have to pay extra. So don't tell people they don't need credit. This world is run by credit. That's why we're in the trillion dollar debt because it's run by credit. So explain to me how credit makes no sense. No, credit makes sense when it is responsible. So let's move on. One day while I had in the school, I noticed the table set up at the entrance before the college. There were coffee mugs and t-shirts as gifts. If students signed up for the credit card, students were so happy to get a mug for coffee and free t-shirts. Why coffee? Mugs, right? We all staying up in school, staying up late, trying to get our homework done, trying to study, trying to get that thesis paper done. So yes, we always going to be gravitated to that thing that help us. Okay. Like the mugs, the coffee mugs. So it gravitated us to fill out this application because we wanted a coffee mug. <laughs> Right, that's all it was, to take to sell our life, to credit with no responsibility, nobody telling us the facts about credit. But anyway, t-shirts and coffee mug, the price of your life. <laughs> so moving forward, students were happy about it. So I signed up, yes I did, and I had no idea how a credit card worked or what, what it was, um, or what it was really, I really didn't. All I knew is that it was money I could use to buy whatever I wanted. And I was, <laughs> I was 22 at that time, so I wanted what I wanted. And weeks later, I received the credit card. I read some information that I couldn't understand. That information seemed like a whole nother language. You know, it was English, but printed beyond my comprehension at the time. 
So if I was reading 50,000 books, especially for English literature, if you guys were in college, you'll find that you had about 20 books for one class. And then you had to get your, for me, I had to get the criminal justice books. I had to get the police science books. I had to get the constitutional books. So, you know, studying law, I mean, that was very intricate and, and deep in itself. So here I was, I was not about to read no little bitty paper notes. Now I'm not saying they didn't give me the information and I feel that they should have made sure I understood that information. But of course, you know, it's not their job, right? They offer you credit, you get approved and boom, that they won, right? Okay. So anyway, I had a certain amount to spend and a minimum would be calculated based on that amount. So anyway, I spent like a thousand dollars on a $5,000 card. My minimum payment was like $35. Now that was beyond my comprehension because I spent the whole thousand dollars and only had to pay $35. Not knowing what I know today, looking back, because I didn't know yet then, but looking back today, I was really just paying them to use the credit card to get in debt and I was just paying the minimum. I just thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. Oh, minimum? Okay, cool. The minimum wasn't hitting nothing on the principal. So it was really just the interest for that credit card. Didn't know that then. Even for years, didn't know that I was paying the minimum. I was given what I was required to pay. So anyway, moving along, I had this credit card and I began to use it to buy clothes and pay my phone bill on a consistent basis, you know. So I heard later, you know, cause the talk goes around in school and when you hear money, you be listening. <laughs> so anyway, they was like, hey, girl, if you apply for a student loan, do you know you'll get it? All you gotta do, I was like, how is that? What is that? It's money, it's free money. Some people said free money. It wasn't free money. So anyway, I applied for the loan and I got approved, but all they told me, hey, if you, as long as you're a full-time student, you'll get approved. If you're a full-time student and you sign up, you'll get approved. So I just thought it was easy to get approved. So I didn't have nothing to worry about. And I got approved. Credit card got approved. Loan got approved. So, you know, at that time, I was feeling pretty good. I had thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars on the credit card and the money that was deposited into my bank account. So anyway, I never knew what they used to approve me. Right? Nobody ever mentioned credit report, credit history, credit rating, nothing. So it was always, as long as you're a full-time student and you fill out the application, you'll get approved. So anyway, knowing what I know now, that was unbelievable. Looking back at this whole situation, man, that was predatory lending if you ask me. If you give a child something and they don't understand it, they're going to take it, but don't understand the consequences of using that thing. So now they're in a bad place. Like for me, I was using it to buy my kids clothes. I used it for all kinds of things. I used it on more people to help them out. I was being all kind and generous with my credit card. I mean, seriously, I did some stupid things with my credit. And I'm gonna tell you about that. So moving forward, look at this. So the stupid thing I did with my money, right? I was young and I had this cop for a boyfriend for about three years. I had his child at the age of 22 years old. I was always listening to his desires of wanting a bike. I decided when I received the loan money, I'd give him $1,500 for a down payment for a bike. 
I bought him a safety bag with a flashlight and other things for an emergency and placed the money in the bag when I gave it to him. So the crazy thing is we didn't last much longer. I never did get one ride on that bike. Moral of this story, never take a loan for frivolous things or give to a temporary boyfriend or girlfriend. You're the one who will be left paying it off long after he or she is gone. In addition, I was always with so-called friends who needed something while I was in their presence. One day I was in my schoolmate's car while attending college for my bachelor's degree at the time. Two of his tires went flat. He had no money to fix it. Meanwhile, my kind-hearted self loaned him the money. Yes, my kind-hearted self loaned him the money and specifically he agreed to pay me back my $300. I paid the bill with my credit card and told him to pay me back before the bill is due and he promised of course. He avoided me later, changed his number. You see, I was never one to hound a person for my money. They just felt the guilt in my presence, at least that's what I would hope. I must say that although we speak from time to time, even today in 2020, he has a great job and may have many vacations, okay? But I have yet to get my money from that person. The truth is every time I see him, I see a vision on his face, negative $300. It's sad I forgave him, but it, I didn't forget. <laughs> no matter his worth, he will always be that vision of negative worth to me. I have forgiven him, but I will never forget at all. I can't imagine being a person who know they owe someone money and look them in the face for years as if I paid them back when I never did. I mean, people have a tendency of actually treating you like the enemy when you loan them money in a bad situation, and then if you ask for your money back, you something wrong with you. After they knew they were supposed to pay. See, with the credit card, you know, I understand. I, I mean, I want to pay the credit cards back because, I, I, you know, it's a promise. It's an agreement we made. But I don't have to look the credit card company in the face every day. But when you're around people that call themselves your friend and call themselves knowing you and loving you and supporting you, you know, years later and they don't pay you back is not anything wrong with you it is something wrong with them but at the same time you're thinking something's wrong with you you feel bad about asking for your money back you feel uncomfortable because you don't want to mess up the relationship but they already decided they was messing up the relationship when they did what they did don't own their irresponsibility don't own the fact that they owe you and the fact that you ask you have every right to ask the creditor's going to ask the court's going to ask when it goes to court the lawyer's going to ask everybody going to ask for their money why should you ask for your money back especially to somebody that you love and that you had a concern for and that you wanted to bail out because you cared about them nah okay so I say this, when was the first time you heard of credit? And another thing is, when did you start spending your credit on somebody else? And did you spend more credit on them than you spent on yourself? How about the time if you don't wanna actually spend your credit card, but you actually spent your money, the credit card money on them to help them? But when something happens to you, you never think to really want to use it because you're trying to stay out of debt or under a certain amount of debt. 
But when an emergency comes, you find a way to always help somebody else and not help yourself. I will say this, not being responsible with credit will lead you in a dangerous place. It will lead you to a place where you can't borrow any more money. You can't rebuild your credit. If you can't pay anything and nobody helps you like you help them, you can end up homeless with nothing. And everybody else still living their lives. The same people that borrowed money from you is still surviving and borrowing from other people. But guess what? You got to do self-care with your finances. So thank you for listening to Aisha McNeil podcast on finances, relationships, and credit. Finances and credit is different. Credit has nothing to do with your finance. Finances is your money. Credit is other people's money. But... Listen, I am an author, a motivational speaker, and a writer. And what I do is I also coach people on getting their credit right. The last resort is enrolling them into a credit education program, but I do have the um, ability to do that. In this program, you not only fix your credit, learn how to budget, um, get a secure credit card without having to depend on a credit score, You also build your estate plan because that is also part of your legacy. You also want to write inside that estate plan is your HOA, your health, uh, your POA, I'm sorry, your POA, your power of attorney, giving the people when you are incapacitated, the ability to make the decisions that you would have made on your own if you were in your right mind. So after you die, your POA doesn't help anybody but also your health directive. If you get um, sick with a mental illness and you can't help yourself and you reject it, what happens is your mind can't think right. So you rejecting, you know, treatment. And so you wanna trust somebody to be your health directive so they can make the right decisions based on your health for you. Okay, so you can get better and get back into the right mind because there's always hope. Um, Then there's the last, will and the living will testament okay so that's what we do in our credit education program so we help you build your credit back up we help you um, eliminate some things on your credit report that doesn't need to be there for whatever legal reasons and we help you uh, plan for your estate we help you uh, get your poa and health directive which is very important to have and I do one-on-one coaching with people who want to put themselves in a position of buying a house and put themselves in a position of getting approved for a loan. If you have credit issues, I'm going to work with you. That's one-on-one coaching. I do the group coaching, which is the business finances and credit together. So that's the group coaching. So you will see on my website, AishaMcNeil.com, you will see that there's the one-on-one coaching and you'll see business finances and credit that's the group coaching and then you'll see the speaking engagement opportunity that you can also request me to do so if you have an event if you want a workshop a team building workshop whatever that might be then that's another option if you go to aishamcneil.com you have those all services listed there also um you can still you know get your books directly from me Moving forward, moving forward to Lover Lust. Um, third book, my credit, I mean, the third book was actually a Trip to the Bank with Daddy for the Kids. It's um, Tyler Jr., nine years old. He goes to the 
being for the first time with his dad. And he learns a lot and he's a very intelligent kid <laughs> and funny at the same time. It's, these books are all on Amazon. So you can get them from Amazon and Kindle as well. And my credit, the latest one is my credit was fucked up, but, but is a word that shows that you can change the direction of where you were going. So I would suggest that you take into consideration of getting everything together and changing that direction from where you were to where you want to be. I believe in people reaching their destiny by walking into it, flying into it. If you got to crawl into your destiny, do whatever you need to do, but get to your destiny. So what I do is I teach my clients and I teach, uh, I speak and motivate people to take life by the throat and make it speak into existence what their desires are. So you have the power to speak death and life into your destiny. So if you speak life, you're going to live, you're going to get there. It may be slow in your, in your perspective, but you're going to get there. But if you speak death and you don't believe and you have no faith and you have no motivation in knowing that you can reach that destiny, then you're going to speak life into your whole life and nothing's going to go right for you. So listen, take life by the throat. Make it speak into existence what you desire and live on your own terms. Thank you for listening to Aisha McNeil's podcast. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Later.